While the world whizzes by, enjoy a moment of me time with Tim Horton's new $6 breakfast bundle. Savor a small hot or iced coffee. Then add your choice of a mouth-watering hot breakfast sandwich and a crispy golden hash brown and your pick of a classic donut. Yeah. All for six bucks. All just for you. Make your mornings all about me time with our $6 breakfast bundle. Available at your neighborhood Tim Hortons. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. All right, let's see what's in the world today. Just remember being alone on Valentine's Day is no different than any other day in your life. I hate Valentine's Day. Let's see, what's this other one? Uh, You're everything that I've wanted in someone I don't want anymore. There's no one else I would rather spend this annual obligation with. Let's celebrate not having to celebrate Valentine. Yo, really? Anti-Valentine's Day? What, what the hell? Okay, I get it that February 14 is not for everybody, and there's a little bit of problems with it, but you shouldn't just hate the damn day just because it's about what it's about. You know, you should just treat it like how I do about Christmas. And no, I don't mean waiting until the 15 to buy some 50% off candy, you cheapos. Okay, without further ado, let's do it. Welcome to the J-Man Show here on K360 Radio. It's good to be back for another episode, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize for the delays as I was writing some articles for the J360 website and reorganizing the YouTube channel. Well, on paper, I'm making the plans right now. And and I was kind of at odds about what the subject matter for today's episode should be, whether it was going to be like a full political episode or was it going to be Valentine's Day. You know what I mean? And episode 12 is on the rise, too, now I think about it. But I wouldn't worry too much. Because now we are going to get to the bottom of this trashing February 14th. It's gone on far enough, you know what I'm saying? That seems to be everybody's thing now. Oh, I hate Valentine's Day. You know, the Super Bowl's over, now I can go back to my humdrum life. Wait, Valentine's Day showing up? Oh, shit, I hate this holiday. You know, and for what? Social interaction problems? Valentine's Day is not the reason why you don't have somebody in your life. But of course, though, since I didn't do a Trump watch last week, instead, I'm not really going to do one this week either. I'm going to do something a little different. I'm, I'm just going to be honest about this. Now, let me get my soapbox as I talk about the political game. It's been an interesting turn of events during the political scene. You know, from Trump fighting with Nordstrom over Ivanka's clothing line, the approval of Betsy DeVoe and Jeff Sessions for education and attorney general, and the Ninth Court of Appeals finally standing up to this infamous Muslim ban, You know, just shit has been hitting the fan so much, you can't call this anything short of a calamity. It's not a cataclysm yet, but it's coming close. You know, you gotta put this stuff on a level. It's gonna be a brutal battle for America to be America again because of all this crap that's going on and people are making it seem like MAGA. But what gets me is how society acts in this. If you speak out against the 45th retrograde, they will call you liberal, libtard, or aggressive. If you speak in favor of this, you're called Trump-lit, racist, xenophobes, and alt-right. Now, deep down, this bullshit is what got us into this nonsense in the first place. You know, the way this new government is acting? 
It is beyond the levels of the two-party system. This doesn't seem to be about liberal and conservative anymore, or even common decency. I think that this whole 45th presidency, and I'm using that with quotes, is one giant ego stroke by grown, proud, ignorant man-children who have nothing but an axe to grind against people who just want to live for a better life. And it's also in an attempt to persecute and silence diverse people with intimidation and calling it safety. You take away ethics and civil liberties, that's not safety. There really isn't a safe zone for anyone to go with, especially if there's this iron grip slash martial law mandate in play. This tactic that Trump is trying to pull along with his uh, all-stars, you know, you don't need to be afraid, but you need to stay aware, and you're probably wondering what side I'm on on this. Well, I'm an American first, and I'm on the side of liberty, democracy, freedom, and civil rights. I care less about what these new intimidation gag orders could do, because by being who I am and what I stand for, I was never really safe to begin with. So don't let names, labels, and bureaucratic idiocy blindside you into thinking that this is all for your protection because it is all a lie. Since November 2016, it has been nothing but a con game in the making. Not everyone will agree with me in anything regarding the nation's direction, and that's okay, but instead of fighting with each other, you need to pay attention to the carnage in your government. Because I am, and it is a damn shame. You just saw what he did to Elizabeth Warren. Luckily, the other four Democrats were reading the rest of the letter, but still. That's about the most action that Mitch McConnell has ever done. It's just wondering who's running around carrying the balls of Trump. Is it McConnell or is it Paul Ryan? You know what I'm saying? And it's just... To the point where you're like, this this isn't what we need. We need something a little bit better than this kind of stuff. And not only that, he's going to go and protect his daughters running the company. You know what I'm saying? Going to protect her interests. I mean, I can understand if you're the father and you're going to protect your own. That's one thing. But his whole conflict of interest is not about that. And that's not MAGA. That is not MAGA at all. That's bullshit. You are the president. Do your damn job. And like I said before, you know, I think I said this on J360 Live that if a candidate I didn't like wins something, I go ahead and I look at him like, well, you know what? Prove me wrong. And not since his inauguration, he has done anything to prove me wrong at all. Matter of fact, he's proved me right in so many ways. And the list keeps going on and on. Now we're going to have to ride this out because of that racist that's now in charge of law enforcement, pretty much. You know, that's just bullshit. I mean, like, what? Jeff Sessions went for this role in 1986. Two races for it, but he's racist enough for 2017. That's crazy. I mean, hell, why didn't you just put Trent Lott in there? You know what I'm saying? It's just amazing that all this stuff is coming out of woodwork because of, quote, make America great again. You mean make America fear again? You mean make America intimidated again? You know what I'm saying? And it's all because of xenophobia. They're just kicking the crap out of the Muslims, and it's only a matter of time before, who knows, they try to spread it to all other minorities and crap because they're afraid of competition. Just, just so much irrational fear from that side of the room, and it's just a shame. We all need to come together and work together. If anything, if the government can't do it, the nation can do it. The people can do it. Like I said, I don't give a damn if you like me or not, but still, you know? I'm getting a little too old for this bullshit. I act more grown up than they do. You know what I'm saying? We gotta get this country. Did eight years of Obama really scare the hell out of these people that much that they're just gonna take it out on everybody else? I, I know Trump has an axe to grind against Obama because he never liked him. And that's why he's signing all these executive orders to repeal what Obama approved and approve what Obama denied. So you can understand why that is. It's like looking at a pissed off toddler that thinks he's a president rather than just being a president. 
approving pipelines and putting gag orders on people that oppose him, saying that media that's supposed to keep him ethical is fake news. That's Jack Tapper and company's job to make them honest. Now running around here spewing propaganda and fear-mongering, oh, that's not doing anything more than brainwashing people into thinking that we're all in trouble. Oh God, we're, we're all unsafe, we're all unsafe. Let me tell you something. There was never a real safe zone for anybody. You have to keep working. You can't just sit there and be satisfied. You have to keep moving. You know what I'm saying? I made a mistake once of just being satisfied, but little did you realize it was a job I lost. You know what I mean? But you see, the thing is, I got better with that because now I just always go for a job. You know what I'm saying? You just can't sit there and be satisfied and thinking that, you know, relative ease exists. Or, you know, like somebody is not going to attack and stuff like that. Like I said, you get more problems now from local issues than you with national issues. No, like I'm not saying don't keep an eye on national issues, but there are just people out there with an axe to grind for no damn reason. Your safe zone is just going to have to go. You're just going to have to understand that there's a risk in everything you do and you're just going to have to follow through or just sit there and bed wet forever because that's what all these people are doing. And if anything else, they're trying to use our fears and our prejudices against us to make us think like this. If anything that the GOP, or the new GOP, I should say, because if you read in your history, like, the Republican Party wasn't as bad. As a matter of fact, it was quite opposite back in the day. But, you know, nowadays, like, it seems like they have gotten a lot worse in their conduct. Because it ruins any sort of respect you could have for that side of the room. If you don't agree with me, that's fine. That's why how great this country is, and you better enjoy that while you still got it before they just find a way to try to make us all act as a hive mind or some bullshit. But you know what? I mean, it, this is a pretty unorthodox Trump watch, but what I'm saying is is that you all need to watch him as much as I do. I'm just keeping an eye out for like something really stupid to happen. Because how are you going to put somebody that doesn't believe in public education in charge of education? And how the hell are you going to put a racist already in charge of something that is already given a lot of shade to called law enforcement because some of these people in law enforcement don't do their jobs. And if anything, they have like a little boys club and they want to go ahead and take it out on minorities that probably don't know that they have rights and stuff protecting them. You know what I mean? Just trying to take us back to those old days where it wasn't so great. Everything about that slogan, Make America Great Again, is a lie. Or alternative fact, because I guess that's the term nowadays for lying. But, you know what I mean? All this listen and believe, folks, is not going to help us in the long run. And that's my soapbox for today. It wasn't a usual Trump watch, but then again, we're not living in usual times anymore. Like yesterday, people said that there was going to be a giant snowstorm yesterday, right? And if you saw my video yesterday, you would know that it didn't get anywhere near my neighborhood. And I'm right here, smack dab in the middle of the Northeast. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah, you can't say that global warming doesn't exist. As a matter of fact, global warming is not a religion or a cult sort of thing anyway. It's something that is currently happening. And the, I guess the only ones that would really notice are the ones that pay attention, me or maybe them damn polar bears that live on the polar ice caps and stuff. But hey, whatever. I mean, the EPA can't say anything because that gag order is still in effect. But enough of fighting politics right now, because that, that's a whole nother episode. Today, I'm going after society. Yep, outside of the collateral damage on the nation, it's just, why does every time February come around, people bitch and moan about either Valentine's Day, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I can understand if you're in grade school or high school, and you're going through the whole thing without a sweetie, like, that's tough. But if you're an adult, and you can meet anybody on any time that you would like to, that's sad. 
I mean, the typical response would be to blame others and hate the day and make yourself miserable if you want to. Uh, who knows? Maybe you told your secret crush who you are and that you liked them, but you didn't get no response or anything in return. Results vary in terms of romance and love anyway, let alone it being on Valentine's Day. And there's nothing in the rule book that said that you had to have somebody on Valentine's Day anyway. You have to realize this, though. If you are still butthurt and angry about not having someone and you're taking it out on other people about this, you might be the one that's the cause of all of this, believe it or not. You know, you might be the one who made this final decision to the point where you're unattractive and that nobody's ever going to want to meet you. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes people have enough going on in their lives to the point where if they see somebody that's so angry, yeah, they'll be concerned about it. But if you're too damn angry where they can't reach you, they're not going to fool with you. You might be the cause of your dislike. Sometimes in life, there are goals and obligations that are out of reach in different phases. Like from social interaction, relationships, dating, job market, buying a car, buying a home. You know, there's so many things that, you know, you could be mad about and all that stuff. And you'll probably lose sight of it because you're not focused on that goal or you're just too focused on the goal or you're just not giving yourself that fighting chance. And it doesn't get easier with age and it damn sure won't get easier when you complain. You know, you'll sit there, you'll write blogs, or you'll show around hateful e-cards on the issues. Like, I've seen several on Instagram uh, not too long ago. As a matter of fact, I was reading some of them from Instagram to you earlier in the cold open for the show. And it's just like, I'm sitting there like this. Oh, who are you kidding? You're not being strong. You're in pain. You're just showing you're in pain and lonely without mentioning it. That's all it is. Because after a while, you're like, you know, there's a storm going on, and if you're still saying that so-and-so ain't shit, or so-and-so is is an asshole, and then, like, all men are scum, or all women are, are bitches and stuff, yeah, it might be you. And it goes real further when you see YouTube videos about how dating is screwed, and how I don't date anymore, and I'm happy, etc. Look, honestly... I have nothing against big YouTubers, they're making money, they're doing what they gotta do, but you gotta remember that at the end of the goal, they probably just wanted to make a video based on what was trending at the time, and you know it's saying something when Nicole Arbor makes a damn video about it and her crazy ass. God, I can't stand that woman. But, like I said before, it's like this, don't go on their account, maybe they've had some issues and stuff like that, results vary for everybody. But, you know, if you're not trying, you're hurting your own self. Like, let me say, some of you probably had to endure some horrible experiences within relationships. Either from, you know, they're just being bad relationships, being labeled, or having stalkers trying to hurt you, or just sheer abuse for no reason. You know, the list is numerous, and people can be horrendous, especially when it's an ongoing meme that you can't even get a text back nowadays. And I'm thinking, what the hell on all of that? Because I would be more annoyed about not getting a phone call back. Remember phone calls? Remember when you actually used the touchpad or hit the buttons to actually get in contact with somebody and they would speak back and it was enjoyable and you heard like live conversations instead of like a sentence being thrown at you that's probably spelled wrong anyway because everybody's in a hurry? In the end, it just makes me wonder how lazy people are to not use their voices and then how dumb they can be in an attempt to base a relationship from a text. You know what? Maybe it's just me. I'm always about live conversation, and I guess I'm a little old nowadays, but this is where I disagree with modern society. And you know, another thing is, we're going to take a look at different sort of scenarios, archetypes. I mean, I could say stereotypes, but I would say archetypes of people who usually cause these problems on Valentine's Day or any sort of romantic season, because you know, really, true romance happens in springtime. You know what I'm saying? Or at least the summer months. So, our first one we're going to look at is the vengeful person, or aka 
you know, the person that is angry or displacing their anger and have revenge against a ghost, pretty much. Because the ex has long since left. You know what I mean? If you're going to take your problems out on somebody new that managed to take a chance with you because you still have an axe to grind against your ex, look, it's okay to talk about past experiences. But it's not okay to turn the date into a pity committee, alright? Now with me, I'll take about 3 to 15 seconds to hear about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'll console you and I'll give you that benefit of the doubt. But you're going to have to remember, if I'm out on a date with you, I came here on my own time to get to know you, not your ex. And after the 15 seconds, I don't give a damn. I came clean, correct, dressed up. You know what I'm saying? I came off of a hard day of work giving you a fighting chance. You know what I'm saying? To see how you're doing and stuff. And you probably got off of work as well. And the last thing I'm going to have is for you to waste my availability time on somebody who isn't even in your life anymore. You're ruining both of our time while the other person is having fun. Now, if this sounds cruel, well, you got to understand this. Try being the person who's dressed to their best to hear you drone on about somebody else. How screwed up is that? I mean, if a relationship blossoms, it's a new beginning for both of you. Not some petty revenge against someone who blew the deal. The idea is to be happy and not petty. You just can't sit there and just hold on to that stuff. If that's the case, then you're not ready for no relationship. You're still wrapped up in the same old circumstance. The only one that's really losing out of that is yourself and time. Another thing is, if you are the person who complains daily but does nothing to solve your problem, you're being an asshole. No excuses, you're supposed to be in control of yourself and opening to new experiences, some good, some bad, but you learn and you survive every time. You're supposed to learn a lesson from all of your bad experiences so you can appreciate the good experiences more. You're, you're going to go through bad things, I don't care what it is, and people included. Like sometimes, you know, that chick will be looking really good and you'll be wanting to walk up to her and talk and everything else. And you know, you're probably going through a period called love shyness and that is a significant problem. But you're going to have to understand this. If you're not making the move to get to know that person, you know, it's never going to be anything. It's going to be the same old, same old. And you don't want that. And if you're that kind of person that didn't have it come together and you're going to go on Facebook the next day and talk about how you never really met somebody and stuff, you need to really go ahead, get off of Facebook, look in the mirror and actually go ahead and try to evaluate yourself because you're the one that did this crap. And I'm not saying shame yourself, but you know, why did you gag order yourself? Why are you sabotaging yourself? Try again. You know what I mean? Or no, better, try the first time because you didn't try the first time actually. You know, and you'll have to realize that you're at the root of that problem because, hey, you may have had a bit of people reach out to you or you may have had to do the reaching. I know like a long time ago, there wasn't a lot of people coming my way, so I had to go ahead and I had to present myself. And I don't have a problem doing that. Like, you know, it's actually kind of fun, you know what I mean? Meeting new people, getting to know them and stuff like that. It's not bad. And at the end of the day, you're not supposed to hitch a ride to it. You know, just be cordial to yourself. I mean, you already have the confidence and confidence is going to be the winning factor for you. I mean, and I'm talking to everybody out there like, you know, for me and my experience, I'm talking about me meeting ladies. But for those of you out there in the LBGTQ or for those of you that are bi or for those of you that are poly because, you know, you got to be open these days. Just think about what I'm saying, but put it in your perspective. And you probably see that I'm right, but confidence is the most key factor to all this stuff. You got nothing to lose. I mean, if it turns sour, that's fine. Move on to somebody else. That's just the best way you can go about doing this. Now, we still have more to go on. 
just think about this. You might have had some people reach out to you. If you put up a wall, like how Donald Trump's trying to do, but a lot of us already have walls around us so that we don't get hurt, but still, we're already hurting ourselves because you put up that wall, you mistreat others, and you post that bullshit on your Facebook or whatever. Anybody can see that stuff, unless you're like private or whatever, but you got a friends group. We all have that. And you never know, like one of your friends or somebody that is a friend of a friend might have seen that, might have thought you were cute, but they seen that and they're like, you know what, I don't want to fool with that because there's just a storm going on. And what gets me also is people that post up quotes made by favorite actors and famous musicians that talk about love like that's your life. Let me tell you something, imagine how many people you would have as potential mates or who could eventually be your wife or your husband when you stop doing that kind of stuff. Because if you keep doing this sort of thing, one day you're gonna wake up and you're gonna be in the advanced ages like 50 or 60, and you're gonna still be saying that same old shit. The reason why you may not have somebody at that point might be you. Mary J. Blige is still saying that kind of stuff, saying that brothers ain't shit. I'm thinking this, Mary, it might be you. Now, that's not to say that those that pursue the lover's game aren't the ones that are fully about this problem. There are ones that are already snatched up with reasonably beautiful people. But there's a problem with that. Even though they're snatched up, they still have others that they go to. Now, these greedy so-and-sos, they have a little things called side game. Yep, side game right there. That's exactly what they're called. Or AKA spares. Like when I was in high school, they were mostly called spares. These are those kind of people that are 100% fucked up because the thing is, is that they already have somebody. And maybe that's just keep up appearances and maybe they're in love with somebody else. Society is crazy. It's been crazy for a long time. And you know that chances are you might be the side person and a lot of people don't want to be the side person. And there are signs there about it and I'll probably cover it in another episode. But I'm going to touch base on it. You'll know a side person because of their mannerisms and stuff like that. If they're always out there with somebody else or they're always like with you every so often but they'll be somewhere else and you don't really know about it. Chances are you'll feel your instinct tell you that they're just playing you for the side. Especially if they're not around you all the time. Now, that's not the same thing as being single and dating. If you're being single and dating, you can date anybody you want. But it's only if you're in a serious relationship. Or if that person's in a serious relationship and you're just over there pretty much covering the bases when the certain other isn't around and stuff. You, you can tell. You will know because your instincts will tell you. And you'll just have to trust it. But you see, the problem with trusting your instincts sometimes is people are good at lying. And they can make you insecure. And insecurity is a horrible thing. It's difficult to get rid of because being insecure means that you'll get mad at anybody, especially the ones that you don't know. Like, say, like, if your certain significant other is pretty good with her ex, like, you know, yeah, in my perspective, you know, like, pretty good with her ex, they pal around, they have a good time, and then sometimes it seems like they get a little too damn intimate. Well, you know, at that point, you have every right to say something about it because they're obviously not respecting you. Oh, I was here first. Yeah, I was here last. Now, fuck off. You know, when you play that kind of role. You have to play that role because at that point it is about self-respect. But when you notice that you're dealing with somebody that has a side chick or whatever, or you're the one on the side, you're going to have to know when to cut that off. Power of choice is a very strong asset to have. And I know some of you are into crazy and probably could never leave. Or some of you are stuck in relationship like that because of, you know, images, appearances, especially those of you that are up there in, um public official life i don't know sometimes this show gets popular but you know i'm talking to those who think that this is fun and are doing it for cool points with the boys or with the girls and stuff like that that shit is crazy but you're gonna have to keep this in mind if you're the one doing this stuff a side person isn't as dumb as you think they are chances are you might be the side and you don't know it 
They might be running off and doing everything they want to do, and all of a sudden you come back, you probably see uh, a baby in the crib be like this, hey, hey, what, what about us? And it's, <laughs> you never know, he or she will probably say, yeah, what about us? Be careful about that one. Now lastly, what we're going to talk about in terms of Jay's archetypes are the hopeless romantic. Now these people get on my damn nerves. They are much like a perfectionist on a film set who do nothing more than infuriate others and waste everybody's time. While a date can go either way, a hopeless romantic doesn't know a damn thing about it because they never try for a date. Sure, there can be a social phobia behind it or a fear of uncertainty, but unless you want to stay in your same circle of misfortune and confusion, you better jump in when you can and try for it. Otherwise, you're going to be old. Too old. And then it's really whatever at that point, and shoulda, coulda, woulda. And it leads more to regrets than you're willing to pay for. Like, you know what, what gets me? And sometimes I think our society praises social awkwardness. Like, you look at these romantic comedies and stuff, like Hitch, or, or what was that one that came out with Amy Schumer that boosted her? It was called Trainwreck. Or you look at, um, God, I, I mean, well, When Harry Met Sally's a little different, but it's still a romantic comedy. But the thing is, when you have that circumstance where people think that this social awkwardness and unabashed enabled to form relationships with people is like the greatest thing on earth it's like the easiest way to make comedy outside of a poop joke but the thing is is this okay this is another one of those moments where i disagree with modern society social interaction is like one of the most important things that we as human beings can have because we're generally social people we have to work together when we go to work we have to go ahead and communicate with people on our off days you know it kind of helps us stay human you know what i'm saying it's not saying that you have to 100% be there every day and be somebody's best friend. Oh, no, 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 far from it. But the thing is, is this, you do want to socialize, you do want to get to know people, you do want to get where you need to go, because the loner lifestyle is just a damn lie. I mean, sure, they make it look cool in other forms of media, but in real life, it's about the saddest damn thing on earth, because you're going to be wandering around, and you don't know how to talk to people, and, you know, it's just... Like, you're going to sit there, you're just going to be looking crazy. People are going to think you're crazy. You're going to say, oh, well, he's got an attitude problem or something wrong with him. And then just try to ostracate you and stuff. And that doesn't make it any better than, you know, just going up, saying hi, being nice and going about your day, smelling good, looking good. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with getting out there and meeting people. Now, chances are there's probably people that don't like you back. But, you know, you just have to carry on anyway. That just shows how strong your resolve is. And it's better than being emotionally stunted. Because being emotionally stunted can affect you in multiple ways to the point where, you know, you're always asking more questions instead of just getting the answers that you see. So, and in turn, some of that emotionally stuntedness or whatever can sometimes go into hopeless romantics. Hopeless romantics are afraid of getting hurt, and they're afraid of making the first move, or they're afraid of a lot of things. They're just a wet blanket. Like, put it this way, like what I said earlier, being wishy-washy is cute at a certain age. Like, if you're at Charlie Brown age, or if you're like 10, or if you're like, uh, let's say, early grade school level, that's cute. Like, that, that's enjoyable. You know, that's being shy, that's understanding that, you know, you still got a little ways to go. But when you get about high school age, when you get about college age and adult working and driving age yeah people are gonna look at you and be like what the hell is wrong with you because at the end of the day it's not as cute as it used to be so you gotta hope that you actually join some workshops or went out of your comfort zone and join a club or join some classes or go ahead and do some after school stuff so you can meet people that way so it helps you you know what i'm saying and do it while you're young and stuff like that so it doesn't affect you because when you get older and you're trying to break out of that shell it, it's a lot harder 
Trust me. You, you can't sit here and wait. Don't waste time waiting and all that kind of stuff to get rid of that wishy-washy phase and make direction. Life is about choices, making directions, and deciding on dating and romance. That's what it's all about. You, you gotta live. And nobody said that living was gonna be 100% easy. Far from it. You got mountains to climb just like I do. And if you are sitting out there being a hopeless romantic and wondering why nobody is trying to answer the call, stop trying to live your life like a movie. Your life is not a movie. There is a reason why they are called movies, and there's a reason why this is called real life. Sometimes real life just doesn't make any sense. Movies, they make sense, because in the end, you might see that the socially awkward girl will get together with the hot guy in the end, or the socially awkward, obese guy might get with the hot chick in the end. And, and in some cases, maybe it does happen in real life. Very rare, and due to other circumstances. But the thing is, is this, you, you can't just look at movies like Hitch and say, oh, I can put that in my life. Maybe some of the gimmicks, maybe some of the tricks, but in the end, everything starts with a hello and it ends with a goodbye. And if that person really likes you enough, they'll come hang out with you. I mean, there's a reason how Donald Trump got put in office. I mean, the cult of personality following that man made a lot of blind followers went ahead and throw him in office, along with a other circumstances but we're not going to go into what happened with um the election 2016 <laughs> you know what i'm saying because that that's a whole nother episode too i'll probably do a looking back on that when november rolls around but uh i'm gonna get out of that phase but like i'm saying before don't waste any more time and just say oh i'm just socially awkward oh, i'm just introverted oh i'm just this you're making excuses if you want results stop making excuses it's just like producing this show sometimes you know what I mean? You can't just make any excuses for the rest of your life. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck in that vicious loop and you're just not going to go anywhere. It's like driving with neutral and you can't do that shit. Now, you're probably wondering why I know about this sort of thing. Well, let me tell you something. I've played each of these roles at one time in my life, but I never gave up my lover's quest. And the side game, yeah, I've done it before. And let me tell you something. <laughs> it's a lot more work than you think. You know, it... it to this day, you know, like, I'm single now, but I have a lot of girls I talk to. You know, seek out and say, hey, you want to do this? Hey, let's let's make a date night out of this. Let's go on ahead and play Street Fighter sometime. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that I'm using that as an example because, you know what? There are girl gamers out there, legit. And the thing is, is that, you know, sometimes they're down and out by, like, certain circumstances. So, you know, I don't mind hanging out with them and, you know what I mean, giving them something to enjoy. Like, it doesn't have to be romantical, mind you, but it can be something of fun. And that being said, don't stay in the friend zone either. <laughs> but you know what? I could do a whole episode on the friend zone. But if somebody hits you with the friend zone, though, just understand this. Maybe that's just the way it is for this particular relationship. But you never know that that girl probably has friends and chances are her friends are probably a lot more beautiful than her or just as beautiful and probably want to hang out with you because think you're cute and stuff like that but don't be fuming and being all uptight because the one girl that you didn't want didn't see you in that same limelight you know what i'm saying you know give yourself that fighting chance be open to meet people don't just shut down yeah it hurts when you get rejected it hurts when you get put in a spot like that but you got to pull yourself together that's about the best damn thing you can do. And this is how I go about it. I'm still participating in the dating game to this day. And if things work out, cool. If things don't work out, what's next? You know what I mean? Just just move on. Because no, nobody said you had to stay in the same spot forever. I'll tell you that right now. 
and it love like life in general can be a painful frustrating experience but it's not as bad as some of these quote-unquote experts make it out to be you just need to try again hope it all works out nobody's perfect for anybody if there's one thing that the movies have gotten right it's them saying that nobody's perfect for anybody the only way that somebody could ever really be perfect is the way we perceive them in our own mind and you know like how you got that Disney fantasy where everything's happily ever after you got this beautiful wedding you got all this stuff happening and things well for one thing you're gonna have to remember that this shit costs money <laughs> okay and another thing you're gonna have to remember is you and your potential mate are gonna have to see eye to eye on certain things and really just hit it off and you know there's a probability that it will take hold and then there's a probability that it won't and then there's sometimes you have to do subsequent dates just to really find out and you're gonna have to meet the bad people so you can appreciate the good people otherwise you're just gonna be confusing you just don't know what what's coming your way and uh, well, with all this fear mongering out there it's it's gonna be hard but you know anything that's hard anymore is not unfeasible you see what I'm saying so stop being a baby and try again and if you're still waiting on that whole idea of buying chocolates on the 15th you know at the end of the day it's a good idea don't get me wrong but still it's like don't waste a day worrying about that kind of stuff if you're gonna celebrate Valentine's Day do it the way I do it just do it just cuz go hang out with your friends go you know what friends that are probably not dating at the time or going ahead and just go to like social events and meet people or just there, there's so many things throw a party if you want to like shoot I'll throw a video game party or I'll just go ahead and gather horror movies right find some of my friends out there that aren't aren't busy or whatever or just invite everybody to have a viewing session you know what I mean I could do the monster fest on Valentine's Day because you know like I said in another episode horror movies are generally love stories turned on their head in a way can watch the bride of frankenstein and converse with some of my pod pals out there but you can't sit here and just say valentine's day sucks all the time valentine's day is not the source of your problem valentine's day is just a holiday like any other day it's not a national recognized day so you're not getting a day off but if you're out there seeing other people socialize and stuff and you think that you know why can't i do that well here's the thing why can't you you know what I mean? You are what you throw out in this world. I mean, if you throw a lot of hate and rage and stuff like that, no wonder you're not getting any play. So you got to play your game and you got to put yourself back out there. Try again. That's my advice to all of you. Unless those of you that are married and hitched up. But like I said, we'll, we'll talk about the dark side of relationships in another episode. Like, And then we'll also talk about like dating sites such as uh, Tinder too. Like all those horror stories, that, that just works for another episode. But right now... I'm here to give you guys some optimism and some hope. Yep, and don't give yourself a hard time about it. Because in the end, we're all trying to get some snoo-snoo. And uh, since we're near the end of the show, I am supposed to give you a J360 question of the week, but, you know, I really don't have one at this time. I mean, I could go ahead and throw a DCEU question at you, but since that's already going through quite a bit, you know, even though a lot of other films out there are progressing well in their developments, I don't want to open that can of worms this week, so... I'll be back with a question of the week for episode 12. As usual, the J360 Legion is awesome. I'd like to thank you all for tuning in. Please come back next week and I'll have another episode for you. And have a happy Valentine's weekend. Later.